We are live on a Monday, coming to you from uh, Living Loud Outdoors office on a Monday evening. Um, <laughs> for, uh, for lack of a better way to title this tonight, I'm going to call it Monday Madness. We um, just had some thoughts I wanted to share with you. I wanted, I wanted to stir your thinking. I wanted to uh, get your week kicked off in a good way. Um, I know I didn't even warn anybody we were going live. I just decided, you know what, this is a good time to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, you can catch up to it on a later date if you if you don't watch me live tonight. So uh, I'll be sending out the recordings and all that stuff, putting on the on the podcast as well. But I just wanted to, um, I, I kind of wanted to follow up on yesterday. Um, you know, yesterday I brought a message to you called what and the uh, the ruach, the wind. And I talked about the Holy Spirit and the wind of the Spirit, and and uh, <laughs> it was Pentecost Sunday. Uh, I actually did not um, set that up. I didn't plan it. I, I didn't uh, hadn't really thought about the fact that it was Pentecost Sunday until I started that message yesterday. So I, I wanted to kind of bring this uh, to, to catch you up on this just a little bit. Um, we went to church following that that message yesterday. Uh, I mean, obviously, with it being Pentecost Sunday, our pastor was was preparing a message or had prepared a message about the Holy Spirit and Pentecost Sunday, and he talked about the, the Pentecost Sunday and the disciples in the upper room and the you know the, the Holy Spirit coming in like the sound of a rushing mighty wind, and, and, and the Bible describes it as, as there were as if tongues of fire set upon each one of them. Um, and it, it struck me because after reading the message that I did for you on, on the Ruach, on the wind, it, it, it made me really start to think about things. Um, one of the things that Rhonda and I discussed were the fact that, that the tongues of fire described in the Bible were were literally there for descriptiveness. They, they were there because it, the wind of God wouldn't be seen sitting on your head, uh, unless your hair was fluffed up, I guess. But, but, I mean, when you think about it, there, there had to be something tangible for people to see. So, so he, he, he represented that with fire. The tongues of fire, the, the, you know, the best way I know to describe tongues of fire is remember the old street rods, the, the old hot rods that had fire licking down the, the sides, those forked uh, cloven tongues, basically, if you will, um, that, that represented fire, those flames going down the side of a car. Um, and that, that's how I see that depicted when it, when it talks about tongues of fire, cloven tongues of fire, they were, they were split little fire licks. And it sat upon each one of them, and, and it filled them with the Holy Ghost, and it, it, it filled them full of God's fire. And, and the, the coolest part about what I preached on, on the Ruach, on the wind, is, is the Hebrew meaning of that word is breath or spirit. So it, it, it got me going while we were listening to the pastor preach his message, and my mind's whirling around the things that I had just spoken, and, 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 and I really began to, to realize, to, I mean, you think about this. God breathed into Adam, and he created life. He, he, he breathed into him. The Bible talks about that in Genesis in the very beginnings, where he created man in, his, in, in, in our image. I love how it says that, too, because it, it really represents the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, from the onset of creation. It says that let us make man in our image. So it puts that trio together. Uh, in, in in the image of what we see as man today, uh, and but it says that he 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 created Adam out of the dust of the earth, and and so he's, he builds this body, and then he breathes life into it. That that word ruach wind 
that when it's talking about the Holy Spirit, it's literally the breath of God. That excites me. That I mean, that stirred me up yesterday. I, it just it's like light bulbs going on all over my mind, and I'm thinking, holy cow! I've never seen it this way before. I've never I've never really thought about it in such a fashion that God breathes into us the 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 the, the, the Trinity, His 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 virtual entity, the 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 one of one of three, the, the, the three in one, however you want to see that, God breathes the spirit into man. He, he breathes life into man, and then he comes back again and breathes the spirit of God into man again. What a beautiful sight that is. How exciting is that? I mean, it, 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 like I said, it excites me because you see from the, from the, from the onset of the breathing of, of the life into mankind, it, it instilled in them power. Matter of fact, Peter, goofy Peter, knucklehead Peter, my buddy, made all kinds of mistakes. I mean, Peter was a stumbling block. He, he, he I mean, he just, he, he seemed like a clumsy individual when you look at his history in, in biblical matters. He was always questioning. He was always testing the boundaries. He was always like right out there on the edge, you know? I mean, even in the Garden of Eden, when, when they come to arrest Peter, uh, Pastor Sean mentioned this yesterday that, that he swung a sword and he lobbed off a, a, a soldier's ear. I, I don't really think he was aiming at the dude's ear. You know, I mean, he, he didn't even swing a sword good. You know, I mean, he lops off an ear when he was probably aiming to cut the dude's head off. So he, he, he missed, you know. So he he goes and walks on water. He questions Jesus and Jesus says, yeah, come on. So he jumps out of the boat and he goes to walking on water. But then he gets his eyes off Jesus, and it messes him up, and he sinks. You know, so there's so many times that we see Peter. I mean, he, he literally denied Christ. Denied he was arrested. He denied three times that he, that he, that he even knew him. I mean, how, how tragic, yet when we see the resurrection, and we, and we see the depiction of the resurrection, and, and, and the angel of the Lord tells Mary to, to go back and get the disciples and Peter. He makes sure and calls Peter out. He goes, and Peter. Make sure you get Peter. Because the, the Lord had, had meaning in that. There was so much to that story. So much message that, you know, after I preach a message, sometimes I, I think, oh, I wish I'd have said that. Or I, I wish I'd have put that in there. Or, I wish I'd have thought about that in the notes. So I, I just thought, after all the things that, that circled my mind yesterday, that I want to jump back on here tonight and, and just really express some feeling into what I spoke yesterday, into that message. And, and, and when you think about it, the, the chaos of everything going on in our lives right now, there's so much question. There's so many things being questioned. There's, there, there's so much deception. And, and, and again, you know, Jesus gave great depictions of this. You know, Matthew 24, he, he literally lays it out to us. I mean, the disciples are asking him, okay, Lord, so tell us what will be the sign of, of you coming back, of, of you of you arriving here on earth for, you know, to, to gather us up to you. What will be that sign? And so, we we see Jesus begin to talk with them. He just sits down on the top of the mountain. And he just begins to speak to his disciples, those following him, those closest to him, and, and he begins to share his heart. And, and he's like, well, you're going to see these things. You you're going you're going to see nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And, and I've heard recently some things that just have blown my mind about this teaching because I, I've, I have actually shared Matthew 24 many, many times. There'll be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in various places. And I mean, man, just recently Oklahoma became the top earthquake producer. We, we outran California, of all places, all to do with what they say was fracking. Who knows? 
Um, but but we actually recorded more more earthquakes than California there for almost a year or two. Um, slowed down now, thankfully. But but when you think about these things, and he he talks about all of this stuff in there. I have always referenced Matthew twenty four as things yet to come. Okay, I, I mean I understand that they're they're depictions of the end time. They're they're setting the stage. They're these things must come to pass before the coming of the Son of Man to, to, to gather us unto him in the heavens and for the end of this age and the end of this world. So I've always I've always thought of that stuff as all things yet to come. Granted, you know, we we toss around the idea that we must be getting close because we aren't having these wars and rumors of wars and, and we've got pestilence and we've got these earthquakes in various places and we've got all these, you know, kind of beginnings of these signs. But but the depiction that I heard recently, actually, as Pastor John Kilpatrick spoke it, um, John Kilpatrick used to uh, he pastored um, um, Brownsville Assembly of God Church there in Pensacola, Florida, the, the big revival church. John's known as a revivalist, uh, a great great speaker. Great, he just he's so humble, and, and he brings the messages across just so cleanly. He's not looking for anything out of it, but to to give information. That's what he does in this message I heard. He actually describes a lot of Matthew 24 in a way that I had never looked at it before. Because he's talking to his disciples, because he's talking to his guys, he's literally telling them about things that, that, that they might see. And, and, and he depicts that some of the things that Jesus has spoken have already happened quite some time ago. Uh, World War I, World War II, uh, the Holocaust. Those, those things are already passed, and he actually speaks of them if you want to look at some of the, the depictions that he gives in Matthew 24, it's possible that those things have already passed us. And, and, and he references it as being the Holocaust and the World Wars uh, and the World War era of, of the 1900s. And so when you see that, it's like, holy cow. If that stuff's already passed, and now we start to talk about deception and the things that we're into, and the you look around us today, what's going on, the, the, the great deception that's taking place right now. Uh, the, 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 and I know a lot of it is, is yeah, people look at conspiracy theories and all these things, but, but, but what he literally laid out is the possibilities that we are well into what Jesus was describing in Matthew 24, well into it. You know, obviously we have not seen the, the rising up of the Antichrist, the, the, you know, and he, he gives a lot of depiction and description of that as well. If you look at you know Matthew twenty four, it it, it kind of lays that all out of what what must come to pass. But look at what's going on, and and again, I you know I, I've heard all my life I've heard different um, arguments, if you will. I, I don't really want to call them arguments, discussions. How about that? Different teachings, different discussions on on tribulation and and rapture and you know who's going to see what and and you know the Christians aren't going to be here and this and that and but yet. No matter, no matter where we fit in this, ultimately Jesus says this multiple times, let no one deceive you, and to he who endures till the end, to, 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 the, to those who overcome, they shall be saved. Wow. So, so, I mean, we already are enduring things that I would have never in my life imagined possible. Uh, we're already having to walk through things that 
I never would have ever considered even a possibility in my lifetime. Um, so many times I have said that recently that it begins to make you think maybe we are walking in tribulations right now to some level. Um, I know there's much more to come. It, it describes much more to come. And it's not going to be pretty, it, it, you know. But but yet I've heard the terminology of our world today is not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. You know, we, we, we hear rumors <laughs> of a Savior coming uh, to, to save our nation, to save our world. And, I mean, I don't know how that's all going to come to pass. I, I have no idea what's coming. All I know, and, 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 and I guess the message that I really want to share with you tonight, I want to bring you some encouragement. I I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to live in doubt. I don't even want to live in question of, of whether or not I'm going to have to endure these things. I mean, if you really want to boil it out, does it really matter? I, I mean, we could worry about it, but what would it change? We could question it, but what would it change? We, we can cast doubt at it, but what will it change? So it's only going to affect, it's only going to affect us personally. So, so what I'm what I'm getting at here is, I'm, I want to live in this place of excitement. We're in the end times. Jesus is coming soon. This is our time. This is this is our time to rise up. Someone asked me once, where where will this end revival? This 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 um, I forget the wordage now. My mind just went blank. Um, this this rising up of the of the latter day. You know the the, the I think it's in Joel where it talks about how he poured out. The rain, and then, and there's going to be a latter rain, uh, and and that latter rain being this end time revival, this this raising up of of the faith uh, at the end of of time, just just in time for those to be saved that will be that that are taken out of here before this world is destroyed once again, uh, as de- as depicted. So, in my opinion, all I want to do is make sure my relationship is intact. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I question a lot of things today. I, th- I think most of us do. I, I, there's lots of question out there as to what happened, what's going to happen, what's coming, what's next. I mean, is that goofball really our president? I mean, there's there's so many questions. There's so much doubt. There's so, you know, where does COVID stuff come from? Was it man-made? Did it come out of that lab? Is it just a virus? Is it just a flu? I, again, there's 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 all kinds of question. We're, we we are being led, and and I guess if you want to put it in this fashion, we're being deceived right and left. Very much depictive of what Jesus was talking about. But he also stated three times in Matthew 24, he, and, and this was something that got pointed out, he did not talk about the pestilence more than once. He did not talk about um, any particulars throughout that entire delivery more than one time except one thing, deception. Let no man deceive you. Don't be deceived. Don't don't let deception take you. So he, he talked about being deceived three times in that Matthew chapter 24 passage. I believe that was very important, and I think we need to pay close attention to it there are, there is lots of definition behind all of that lots of ways you can you can dig through that but he's really telling us pay attention don't don't just buy in to someone's theory and one of my, and I've said this multiple times but one of my favorite writers Tommy Tenney 
in one of his books, I believe it was God Chasers, um, he, he actually makes this statement that it's easy to prophesy the future. There's a lot of prophets out there today that are prophesying lots of stuff. They were prophesying lots of stuff before the election. They were prophesying lots of stuff. Many of those prophecies did not come to pass as, as we saw that they were being spoken. It doesn't necessarily mean these guys were wrong. That prof prophecy is, um, they're, they're, that's a whole other teaching. I, I'm not going to get into that tonight. I, I'm not ready for that personally. But but the prophetic word is strong. It can be strong. It can be very potent. It can be very pointed. It can be very matter of fact. It can be very right now. But it also can be very generic and very pointed towards the future. Uh, lots of prophecy was laid out. I mean, about the book of Isaiah is a complete book of prophecy pointing out Christ coming and, and what was going to happen to him, even to his death and resurrection. So, so prophecy is huge, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in the prophetic word. But what Tommy says is, it's easy to prophesy the future. In other words, it's easy for me to tell you what you want to hear. I could tell you all kinds of things that would make you feel good. And I could do it from a platform that makes you feel like I'm speaking prophetically to you because I, I'm a spiritual leader. I, I'm a, I'm, I preach. I'm, I'm a, that's what I do is I, I minister, uh, you know. So I could I could put myself on a platform and speak things to you to make you feel good about who you are or where you are in such a time as this. But he goes on to say, but where are the prophets who will prophesy the heart of God? See, see, ultimately, the prophetic means nothing if it's not God's actual wordage. It means nothing if it's not inspired by God. It means nothing if it's not God promoted and God pushed. In, in other words, that God puts it in a man's heart and he speaks something prophetically because God wants a particular message to come across. You know, there, there's so many... <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of dog and pony show out there today, and, and I, I don't want to be one of those. Uh, and, and, I, and that's why I don't talk a lot about those things, because ultimately, the, the simplicity of it, let, let's break it down to something very simplistic. None of that really has any bearing. We, we can't change anything. We can't personally change the flow of this world right now. Yes, we can change it in elections, and we can do all, we know those things. But ultimately, personally, I can't call the White House and say, hey, look, moron, you're doing things wrong. We need to do it this way. They're not going to listen to me because I don't, I don't have any voice there. But what we do have is the ability to make certain that we are prepared for what's coming, no matter what that is. We, we might not be able to change what's coming. Uh, we, we might not be able to change what's already passed. We, we, we can't change the past. We can't, I mean, we, we don't have a whole lot of bearing or, or force on the future. But what we do have is our present time, and it's making sure that our relationship with Jesus Christ is intact. That's really all that really matters. If, if you want to boil all the goo off of it and get right down to the core it's about our relationship with Jesus Christ. We have got to make sure that we're strong in him. We've got to be full of the Holy Spirit. We've, those tongues of fire, that the breath, the, the Ruach of God must be breathed into us because that's what's going to give us power. 
That's what's going to give us stamina. It's what's going to give us discernment and wisdom. Without the Holy Spirit, without the breath of God in us, this is going to be tough to endure. Because that's ultimately what he says. For those who endure till the end. For those who overcome. I love the the seven letters to the seven churches in in the second chapter of of Revelation. Because it it literally depicts depicts seven different groupage of people. Seven different lifestyles, if you will. And, and you could reflect, some of those may fit you personally. Some, some of those may fit those around you. I mean, we, we, can, we can put all of that into play wherever we want to. But each one of those letters ends the same way. To he who overcomes, to he who endures to the end. It simply means that God's giving us direction. He's, he's given us a direction. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me or by me. So without relationship with Jesus Christ, we actually don't have any hope. We have to have that peace in place. We've got to have it in play in our life. And, and, and ultimately, that is, the, that is the hugest concern, hugest, that's a great word, of, 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 of myself right now is, is to project a message that draws people unto Christ. I don't want to waste my time spinning my wheels talking about all the hoopla that's going on around us. And, I, and a person can. You, can. you can be lost in this mess. But what I do want to project is without Christ, we don't have any hope. If, if you're not a living, breathing, in, 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 a, in a true personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you're in trouble. You're in trouble eternally. I mean, you're, you're not, only, not only are you going to have a difficult time right now, you don't have any eternity if you don't have that relationship with Christ. Because he said the only way we're coming to the Father is through him, through relationship with him. Because that's what's going to cover us when we stand before God. So I want to encourage you. This is an exciting time. This isn't a time to, to be scared. It's not a time to be confused. It's not a time to be discouraged. There's lots of things out there that are discouraging and confusing and troublesome and can bring about heartache, but but ultimately we can't fix any of that. What we can fix is our relationship with Christ, and we can get stronger every day, and we can share our faith with other people, and, and that's what we need to do. The, the 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 word of God is is going worldwide. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you know, Bible says that Jesus can't come back until the whole world is heard." What do you think's happening? What do you think happens through the internet? What do you think happens through through our technical capabilities today that the message of christ is worldwide it is going out into every people group it, it, it is being through missions and, and missionaries it's going all over our world that part's being done <laughs> there are only a few elements left to be fulfilled and that could happen so fast it could make our head spin so i want to encourage you tonight just make sure that your relationship with jesus is intact I'm not talking about saying some pat little prayer that's, you know, written on the back of somebody's page or on a note card. I'm I'm talking about having a living, breathing relationship with Jesus Christ. That the one where you talk to Him daily, one where you talk to Him on a constant level. You know, I, I drive. I, I drive a lot for what I do for work. In my windshield time, man, that's that's me and God's time. You know, it might just be my Christian radio blaring, you know, and I. 
I'm worshiping my way to work, whatever. Or it might be where I've got a concern on my heart and I'm pouring out to God, crying out to God for change or for protection or for, for, for provision, whatever it might be. Might not be just for me, it may be for somebody else. But that's that windshield time, that, that time where I can spend just, man, I can cry out to God, I can yell at God, I can cry before God, or I can just be enthralled by His presence, even in my pickup. That's a relationship. It's a two-way communication. I don't always ask for things. I spend a lot of time in worship listening for His voice. He's going to speak in the midst of the storm to you. Do you hear Him whispering? The only way you're going to is if you get close. you got to be close to him. So I just wanted to jump in tonight. I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to be encouraging. I really want you to be encouraged tonight. I want you to know that we, yes, we live in chaos. We have a chaotic world. We might have a chaotic life. But you can overcome that by a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because once that's intact, no matter the struggle that comes to your life, no matter the turmoil that you may find yourself in, you always have hope, and you're never alone in this world, not when you're with him. Amen? That That's that's truly the message on the heart. Man, Ron and I get to share these things back and forth, and, you know, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron, and that's exactly what her and I do. We we sharpen each other. We challenge each other. Um, you know, she's, Rhonda's got a long history of, of being married to a pastor and, and doing pastoral things and being a pastor's wife and and, 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 you know, living and breathing in that realm, uh, her, her, her pastor husband and my, and myself were buddies years ago when we were kids and both him and I were very much rebels. <laughs> we didn't fit the mold. Um, Ricky went on to be a great pastor, a great leader. Uh, <laughs> I, I never followed that path. Matter of fact, I've wandered off a many a time in my life before I finally figured out that. God had a purpose for me and a plan for me and 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 but I love the fact that her and I can we can share life together in such a unique way because she brings about the this this history and 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 it and it challenges me and then in some of my wild hairs challenge her you know and, and but in the midst of it we're we're coming to the bible and we're discovering just exactly what it is that God's saying to us Man, how, how exciting is that in this time? I mean, we, we all have our opinions. We all have our viewpoints. We all have whatever it is that we've been raised up under. But ultimately, it draws us closer to him. And, and, and that, that, that wind of God, that Ruach, the Holy Spirit, is what drives us. It gives us power. It encourages us. I, I, I want to challenge you right there. If you are a follower of Christ, if, if you're a living, breathing follower of Christ, or if tonight... You decide you're going to give your life to the Lord. You're going to surrender your life to him. It's not difficult to do. Then you just simply tell him, God, I know I've failed you, and I need you in my life. I want you in my life. And God, tonight I open the door of my heart to you, and I ask you to come in. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Forgive my sin. And then give me the power of the Holy Spirit so that I can move forward from here, doing what you've called me to do. God has a plan for you. He always has. I'm going I'm to try to shut this mess down. I could talk for hours tonight uh, because I'm excited about it. Let God use you to speak into the life of someone else. You have an influence on your audience, whatever that audience might be. Chris and I, we, we travel. We get to walk in and out of body shops and, 
and, and shop experiences. We, we've had prayer meetings right in the middle of the shop floor because someone recognizes that, hey, these guys are different. And, and they'll, they've asked us, hey, would you, would you pray for me? We've had a prayer meeting right there in the middle of a, of a body shop. You know, it, it happens. We don't, we don't hold banners. We don't carry our Bibles to work. You know, I mean, we just live a life that reflects who we are in Christ. And we're different from this world. Get yourself set apart from this world. And allow God to use you. Allow him to breathe that Holy Ghost into you. That that spirit, that, that, that fire of God burns inside of you in such a way that you can't contain it. You can't not share it with someone else. Get excited about this time that we're in. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. Live your life according to him. Amen. God bless you. We love you, Rhonda, and I love you guys. Thank you for your prayers, for your support. Uh, thank you for supporting this ministry. We, we do everything we can to share that out to as many missions as we possibly can and to support other people doing the same work. So we thank you for your support. Tune into the pod, the podcast, tune into the website, whatever whatever you can. Just share these messages everywhere you go. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Uh, hope a little Monday Madness has done you well. And uh, got a, got a new, new line coming to you on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to start a whole new series on Wednesday night. Uh, looking forward to that. It's called The Warrior's Way. So hopefully it will empower us to be the, the warriors of God that he has called us to be. Uh, next next Sunday, I've already got an exciting message I can't wait to get to. Uh, it'll it'll continue our little series that we've been doing. So stay tuned. And who knows when I'll pop in here next. We love you. Thank you so much for, for tuning in tonight. John Caldwell, I love you, buddy. Uh, one of our veterans and warriors. Uh, um, man, great friend. Uh, I've watched God change this man's life, and it's so it's been so incredible to watch. But uh, stay tuned. Stay on, stay on board. More than anything, get your life right with God. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.